Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and to get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Leno, and I am here with Jessica Jones today, which I just have to say that I love your name, that you have like the coolest name and you have a superhero name. And I'm kind of jealous because I have a name that nobody can pronounce. So I'm always jealous of people that have easy to pronounce names, but I'm also, you have one that is also a superhero, which is just extra bonus points. So I digress there, but (laughs) hello, good morning. It's so, I'm so excited to have you here and I'm so excited excited to have you share your story on the show. And we were just talking a little bit about intros. And I kind of wanted to to start the show with this because you are a woman who is, we were saying like you're you're a business strategist. You you help businesses grow. Your company is called Pivot to Growth. Mm-hmm. But how would you describe yourself? And I know like, and we'll get into kind of what we were thinking about that, but I'm, I'm curious how you introduce yourself to the audience, please. Oh, sure. Hi. And thank Thank you so much for having me. And yes, Jessica Jones does make it for a really interesting conversation starter <laughs> across the board, including right down to when I'm handing a credit card to somebody. It's funny how, how that gets a response. But, um, you know, as we were talking about, I have, I'm very fortunate to have had a very um, interesting, successful experience as an entrepreneur in many owning and scaling and selling many different in businesses and in working with businesses, finding people gravitate to me, but like everybody else out there, it's it's difficult to pin down to one thing because I'm a strategist. I'm a problem solver. I help business owners get through ruts, you know, because when we, a business has a life, just like every other thing, it's a living thing that changes. And oftentimes what business owners start doing, they they continue to do things that worked for them and they get into this rut where they're struggling to grow. I often help problem solve. And recently, because I've been helping a lot of doctors who are burned out start their own cash medical practices, I've found a lot of doctors gravitating to me as a business coach because they've got the medical expertise and they're brilliant Um, But they've been gravitating toward me to help them get that medical expertise and that brilliance into something that they can be passionate about. And and you also had an ad agency. So you come at it from the advertising side, the lead generation side. So this is this is why I kind of wanted to talk about this, because I think that I think this is something, a common problem that I hear from entrepreneurs all the time is the one line moneymaker. How do I boil myself down to about 15 words that are supposed to sum up everything that I am and everything I can do to help you? And and for some of us, it feels incredibly limiting, myself included. I hate writing the one-line moneymaker because I'm like, I do so much more than just what's in this one line. How can I possibly encapsulate that? And so so I think you feel the same way because you do so much and you help in so many important, significant ways. Yes. And lead generation is always part of my work with any anybody because if you have a business and nobody knows about it, um, you're 
you're not a business. business. (laughs) You're not a business. And number two, especially now, my lead generation focus is mass media. It's using, you know, radio, television, cable, print, the appropriate medium to test a message and get it out there in a in a bigger way. And I find that so many people who are calling me are struggling because Facebook's shutting them down and and including including digital strategists are calling me and saying, okay, I think some of my clients might need need some support. And I'm working with some digital agencies in that regard too. So, but you're right, it's impossible to pin down. And and what coach, if a coach is only doing what I can't can't imagine that there's a coach who's pinning themselves into one thing that isn't really doing so much more for their clients, right? Because it's 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 support and support is so many things and different for every human being that, that is seeking help. Yeah. And, and I guess I kind of want, and absolutely. I mean, I think everybody's doing more than fits into that one line. I would certainly hope with what a lot of people are charging. I'm like, or is it really this much for this one thing? Um, And then, and, and, in my own experience, being coached by people and being in programs, you know, there's always more or, you know, you you hope there's more, but your growth is never linear. It's never, I need this one thing and then I will get to what I want. No, there's so much else to it. And, and I think that that's what trips so many people up is like, how do I, how do I boil myself down and and everything someone needs and everything, something, everyone, I, everything I offer into that one line. So, but as a, I want to talk just because we did bring up lead generation there. Mm-hmm. You're doing it through the through mass media. Mm-hmm. And now when you are helping, is that something that you help your clients with as well? Is that the that kind of the approach that you take rather than it what is. people think traditionally of lead generation of like, you know, hopping on Facebook and Instagram and all of that stuff and generating leads organically? It is. So um, I do definitely help people and I consult them. And sometimes I do with them or do for them how to use mass media to grow their, their, their numbers. Um, And of course that's not for every business. It's, it's not every business that way, but I find that a lot of people are intimidated by it, but it's, it's actually more affordable than people can realize. And you really can use it very well to test a message and then scale it once you have the message down. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is when you're looking at um, mass media, it can be very localized or it can be national or it can be international. Um, and when you look at um, time spent listing and now, so I didn't expect to go here, but I love pivoting to wherever a conversation goes. So I'm, forgive me if I bore, bore you and cut me off, but when you look at time spent with different media, from 2012 till 2020, all of the research is showing that digital has gone up tremendously, but it's so fragmented, right? Because digital mm. is everything from Netflix and Hulu to Facebook to Google. All of those are in one category. Radio, time spent listening has actually increased ever so slightly. You could say it stayed the same, but people haven't abandoned the things that they were participating in in 2012. Instead, they're really just adding time to their day and and being in digital assets while they're still also listening to radio. Broadcast TV has gone down a little bit. But so the perception is, oh, I've got to be on the next best thing. But in reality, those tried and true things are still out there for you to use as an asset to bring people into your business. 
Yeah. And I, I, I only wanted to go there for a second because we brought it up and I did want to just put this in the awareness of the listener, put this in. So if you're listening to this, I want you to, to, to get out of that mindset of, of closing doors that you think are just not available to you and, and broadening your perspective and, and, and the way that you think about things to, to say that everything is available to me. It's whether I choose to go down that path or not. And so just putting that in their awareness that that is a potential path for growth, that it's not the one, just because everybody's talking about one thing on Instagram, if they're selling an Instagram thing, of course, that's why they're telling you that that's the one way, because that's what they sell. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you do have to pick your battles and what you want to put your energy and your time and your resources into, but recognizing that, 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 you know, media is another way to go that can be a different growth path for you. So I just just wanted to plant that little seed for everybody. But since we were talking about choosing doors, I was saying, you know, whether you choose these things, you have an interesting concept that I kind of wanted to dive into. You have, you brought up this concept of uh, the hundred problems a day. Yes. we are all about choosing our own adventure on this podcast <laughs> and, <laughs> and being aware of everything that's happening. So can you enlighten the listeners about what 100 problems a day, what your theory is and, and your perspective on it? Absolutely. So um, I said, I mentioned to you, one of my favorite quotes by Henry Ford is whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. And this is kind of a manifestation that of that to a different level. And it's about the idea that everybody has a hundred problems a day. And it's what you choose to consider a problem that is really gonna define you. So are you going to, I mean, let's face it, the world is designed to suck us into minutia, right? Every ding notification that we get, every dog bark asking to go outside, we're, we're getting pulled in these directions. So it's, do you decide, uh, hitting a red light on your way somewhere is going to is going to be a problem for you or do you just say i'm going to roll with that i have children dogs a husband clients a number of different things clamoring for my attention every day as does everybody everybody has a hundred things pulling them around so I kind of manifested this hundred problems a day idea that when somebody approaches me with, I need this or I need that, I take a step back and I say, I'm either going to just do this and roll with it. I'm going to view it as something that I need to do tomorrow and schedule it. But regardless, I say, is this going to be a problem that I focus on today? Or is this going to be not something that's a problem at all? And I'm just going to do it and keep on moving. The word for me that keeps coming up is triage. Like (laughs) you're like, you're sitting there and being like, does this person need to be seen right away? Or can they go to the waiting room for 30 or 40 minutes while we get to some more important or more critical patients that need to be seen first? Um, What can we do for this person right now that gets us to buy another couple of hours or a couple of days with them? So that's the word that kept coming up for me. And and it's so important to, to be able to do that, to to choose the things that we're going to spend our energy on. Yes. And it's so funny you say that because I always say, everybody thinks I'm a heart surgeon, right? Like everybody (laughs) thinks they're having a heart attack and I'm the surgeon that's going to save their life in in so many ways. And we, we all have that as if you're a business owner, if you're, you know, a mom, whatever your role is to somebody, 
they have an urgent need and you are the one that's going to solve it for them. And so it's really important that you're able to step back and say, okay, what can I impact? What can I change? What can I do right now? Is this a problem? Is this something I can do really quickly and just keep on moving on to focus on what's really an issue that needs my attention? And it really is in your power to to categorize and choose how you're going to look at everything that comes up in your day. And is this something this is something that you teach your clients or is this just something kind of that you've embodied yourself and and have it's, it's something I've embodied myself but I do mm-hmm. I do definitely coach people on this because certainly um when a client's working with me on something and they can definitely be stuck in something that I kind of say okay let's take a step back is this really a problem or is you know for example, and we all are used to this saying, is this something you can change or not? A lot of yeah. times people are focused on something they can't even change and looking at it as, as a problem. We can't change COVID-19. We have a pandemic. So instead of focusing on it as the problem, let's focus on how we evolve and pivot to make sure that it's not a problem and that we've modified the way we're moving through the world so that it doesn't impact us as negatively as it could, right? Most definitely. And I think the other thing that that can be said there is is paying attention to where your your attention naturally goes. So if you do focus on problems and if you do focus on the problems that you can't change, the things that you can't change like COVID and and the things that are going on in the world mm-hmm. politics and and all the things that we, you know, are are you focusing on something, you know, what is that triggering in you? What's where is yeah. that coming from? Because that will probably, first of all, that that's like the long-term solution to them to not focusing on it anymore, rather than putting it aside. It's yeah. clearing out that emotion, clearing out whatever is holding you to that and, and making you feel unsafe in this world. Yeah. Um, and it's a, out it's of a control. Lot of, yeah. It's a lot of wasted angst, anxiety, mind rolling at night, sleeplessness. If you can kind of start manifesting this idea, right, you can, you know, stop regretting and stop rolling through things and say, okay, I'm just going to keep on moving and here's how I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And even looking at things as a problem, you can say, okay, instead of this being a problem, here's something I did today that I'm regretting right now. So instead of sitting here and just keeping on going through it, how am I going to do differently tomorrow so that I'm not sitting here again saying, oh, I should have done that differently. And then that also takes things that could manifest as a problem and turn into just, again, that helping you move through the world differently by reevaluating how your mind is looking at different things that are coming at you every day. Yeah, absolutely. And and just training yourself to be aware of those things as they come in and recognizing where you're allowing your energy to leak yes. out because it's a choice. It it's is. not, don't give your power away to all of the things that are happening in the world and that are happening around you. The second you take responsibility and you take control, suddenly things start to change around you. Yes. <laughs> And, you know, I know we're talking about this. I've been doing this now for 
probably, I, I know more than 20 years, maybe even 25 years. So um, there is a natural tendency that I have to be patient, but also I've been working on this a long time, but everybody can do this. It literally is when you find yourself boiling or you find your mind racing on, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this one more thing that's happened? It really is just taking a breath, taking a step back and saying, wait a minute, this isn't a problem. And then moving on. It's that, it is that easy. But when I say that, I don't want to make, make people feel bad if it's not that easy because it is something that you have to work on. But if you work on it, you can master it and it will change your, it will change your life. It'll change the way you handle your days. Again, if you you could look at this like advice and this technique and this way of thinking of things as, you know, someone telling you that you're doing something wrong, that would be a choice that you'd be making. Or you can hear it in the way of saying, like, maybe this is something I can try and start to inch my way toward having this more infinite patience and and widening the cup. And, and cause I, I, I'm a big meditator and I've always said that meditation allows me to, if you, if you have a cup and you start your day with it half full, then you only have half left capacity to take in everything else that the world is, is, uh, is throwing at you. If you empty the cup, then you have the full cup and that's how you end up creating more patience. And it's the same thing with how we deal with these things. Are you emptying that cup where you're creating more capacity to deal with them throughout your day? So I, I love that. And I love that. I love that perspective. And I love, I just love how you think about things from, it's a very practical way of thinking about things, but still very goal oriented, still very growth oriented, not just like being calm and being patient. No, with the, with the goal of being able to produce more and get out of your own way, which I think is, is the biggest thing universally plaguing entrepreneurs, because we are the engine. We are the visionary in a lot of ways. We are that, that, that person that's responsible for so much. And there's nobody telling us we have to do anything. It's, it's all self-propelled. So if we can't get out of our own way, then the whole thing stops. Right. And as an entrepreneur, another way to consider this is this gets very, this starts to get bigger and bigger as you master it, because this becomes, that is a problem, but it's not something I'm going to look at as a problem. And that's how you're learning what can be delegated. And that's Mm -hmm. how you're learning, you know, other skills. And it's how you're learning, you know, how much employees are taking up your time and are they producing or are they just taking up 80% of your time because they're not growing themselves and getting where they need to be. So it's, it does start to become much bigger as an entrepreneur and we get there. I don't know that we have time for that today, but you can see where it can go, right? Because Mm -hmm. certainly just because you're not viewing it as a problem doesn't mean it's not something that needs to be dealt with, but is it something that you need to look at as a problem today? Can it be delegated? Can it be put off till tomorrow? all of those things. Well, and I think that it's important to kind of note as well that, you know, let's talk about what a problem is. We're, we're using the word problem. And I think people are thinking, you know, we, when you use like the red light analogy yes. or the example, they're like, oh, it's the really annoying things that happen throughout the day. But that's that's not true. I mean, yes, it's true. Those, no, those that's things, the minutiae. Yeah, that's, that's the minutiae. Minutia. The, the problems that are coming up is I'm so busy. I don't have time for this. I'm so, yeah. like all of that stuff. And the truth is, is that a, you, busy is a choice. 
Overworked is a choice. Overwhelmed is a choice. And when you start making that choice to see it as a choice, then you start to see all the ways that you can eliminate it and not choose overwhelm and not be available for it. So things like, because you brought up delegating and you brought Mm up team management. And because sometimes we can get into a space where we are so head down and we get frazzled and busy, not necessarily productive, Mm -hmm. not to confuse the two, (laughs) but so busy that sometimes I think we put our energy there so we don't have to pay attention to the other things. And that's, I think, the benefit of having somebody like you around where you can kind of point that out and be drawing attention to the fact that like these other areas are available. There's ways that we can change your state and by improving these other areas of your business. Because I know you, and, and I think that this is interesting as well. Like when we talk about growth, there is never that one quick solution. It isn't just the lead generation. It isn't just the, um, it's not just the employee management. So can, can you just talk about like, I know you've, you've in your bio and everything I, I was reading, you, you really come in and look at every aspect of a business when you're going into, and can you talk to us just a little bit about like, what could people do right now? If they're looking and they're saying, I'm not growing. Um, I feel like I've stagnated what would be your advice to somebody? So if I told you in my business that I feel like I'm just, I'm stuck and I'm not stuck, like I'm a mess and I don't know what I'm doing. I have a pretty decent business, but I I can't really seem to create more of what I want. And without knowing all the specifics of what I do, what would be some of the high level questions that you'd ask or, or things that you'd tell me to, to, to look into? Yeah. So, and it also depends on the type of business that you have. So I would certainly want to look at, okay, so it could be that the first thing I would have you do is say, okay, let, let's look at when you started, what got you to where you are today. And when you're waking up in the morning, what is still working for you today? What is it that you wake up and it's working and you enjoy it? And then I would ask you, what have you been doing that got you to where you are today, but now you're looking at it and saying it's not working or I don't enjoy it or the combination of the two? Because it could be that you're not, it's not working because you no longer enjoy it, in which case maybe that's something you continue to look at as a strategy, but see if it can be done differently by someone else, right? Mm -hmm. Or it could be that it genuinely doesn't work, but the first key is finding out what's not working and do you enjoy it or not? Um, You know, so that's one way that I would start looking at the business, but I would also look at, so um, there's a lot of times I'm talking to a business that's saying like, I just don't have enough business coming in. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's not that they don't have the business coming in. It's that they're not managing the referrals and the phone calls and the emails coming in properly. And more often than not, that is one of the issues that I uncover. So it's kind of, okay, what are, what's going out into the world when someone calls your business or knocks on the door or emails or raises their hand and says, I'm interested, what is going back out to them? Because you really do only have a brief, you know, you've got that one hand up and what you send back either is an opportunity to keep communicating or not. And oftentimes I find that businesses are not kind of welcoming 
those new new leads in. And so then it's kind of becomes the question of why. Is it because you haven't delegated enough and you need to add staff? Is it because your staff isn't really engaged in your business, that they're just there to get a paycheck and they're not putting out the messaging and the passion that you want for your business? So you can see it can go down a lot of different ways. Um, But that's another thing that I frequently find is an issue. Um, there can that's a be big one. so many more. Yeah, that's a huge one. That's I mean, more often one. than not, I find that to be a big part of the problem. But it's usually five things or six things that are part of the problem. It's a whole chain of events that happens that starts from the what what's working, what's not working, and then goes into mm-hmm. how, are, how are we welcoming people in, no matter how they're brought in, referral, paid lead generation, phone call, email, um, any, any means of them coming in, how are you responding to that? Because you only have, I look at it as you really do only generally have one shot when someone raises their hand, because there's a lot of other people doing what you're doing. Yeah. So like, just because they walked in the store doesn't mean they're going to buy. So you have to, you've got to like go greet them. And I, and and that happens. Like I talk about Facebook groups that way. Cause I I hear all people all the time say like, my Facebook group is dead. There's no engagement in there. I don't know what to do. I don't know why. And I'm like, well, what are you doing to create engagement? Like it's a community. Why, how are you creating community in there? And they kind of look at me like, what do you mean? What? community. Well, I, I show up and I post, do you say hello to them? Do you greet them when they come in? Like I always think about it like a party, like you invited them to your party. They came and then you left them in the front door and didn't invite them in and ask them if they want, you know, like show them what the bathroom is. Been like, Hey, let me introduce you to a few people. You didn't do anything that you would do in normal real life. You, you just digitally, we just let leave people hanging all the time. So, and, and a, a lot yeah. of times it is that that you get overwhelmed. There's th- that that is the lifeblood of your business is mm-hmm. your not lead generation, but lead retention and conversion. Yes. Or you can even look at it as communication. You know, mm-hmm. how are you communicating? How is your company communicating? Yep. And I would say one other thing, um, since since we're talking about Facebook, obviously so many people, including myself, are using Facebook groups. But I find that people are trying to be in 10 places. Like they have to be on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and Twitter and Clubhouse. Okay, pick three, Mm -hmm. master those three. And if you can really do that in a meaningful way, you can see if you can add a fourth. But don't, don't try to be everything and be everywhere. Be where you can be. And you know what? You don't have to start out by picking three. You can, you can go down too. You can go backwards and just say, you know what? This is working for me. I'm going to stay here and focus on this one thing and then add once that gets back on track. Mm-hmm. It's okay to take a step back. Taking a step back is so many times the way to step forward, right? Do one thing well get yeah. good at something, feel confident in it. Otherwise, like, and I'm, I'm all about the mindset of things. If, if you feel defeated in your head, you are not going to be productive and, and effective out in the world. So if you feel like social media, again, it's a choice. 
if you feel like social media and all of the management of it is just too much, it's too much energy, it's it's draining you, then guess what? That's probably, if that's the energy you're bringing to it, it's probably not going to pay you back. And so, it, and I used to say, and I still do say that, like, go where your people are. Like you want to, you don't want to be on the wrong platform. Like I don't belong on Snapchat. That's not where my people are. I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely in the, 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 40s crowd of yes. people that I help, late 30s, early, you know, to, to the through the 40s. You're not um, doing TikTok videos? The, <laughs> some of them are. TikTok is more so than, <laughs> trust me, there is a whole lot of binge watching of, of random stuff on TikTok. So I would not, I, I don't do TikTok. I am not a TikToker, but not because I'm like, nobody, but Snapchat, my people are not on Snapchat. Like adults, you look at grownups and, and you say Snapchat and they're like, say what? Um, so that's not where my people are. So you want to pay attention to that, but more importantly, where do you want to be? What's enjoyable and easy for you? Like, I really enjoy the whole clubhouse thing. So, and I feel like it's a great medium for me. I like, I like to talk. So it's a great place, um, to, to make connection and just a really natural place to network. So I like being there. So I'm just choosing to be there. Yes, because I, I like, like Clubhouse too, but I have also spoken with many, many people, clients, and just people in my network who view it as a drain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, then then don't go and into don't do the room. Don't go into the room when you're pinged because it's not like you're forced to be there. And it's it's also, you know, it's all okay. You don't need to feel the pressure. You're not, it's that FOMO. You're yeah. not missing out. You're not missing out. Again, choices. Are you choosing to look at it as something that you have to do? Or are you choosing to look at it like you're going to miss out on things? Like then, then yeah, it's probably not a healthy thing for you to be attached to. But if it's something that you feel like is serving you, you know, and I always tell my clients that, you know, ask yourself, is this really serving me? Is this serving me? Is this serving my greater goal? And like when we're going to run out of time in just a second here, but we could go on this whole thing for a long time, but just to sort of close this out on, on the idea that, that everything is choices and everything is about aligning everything that you do and everything that you think with your greater purpose and your greater goal. Right. And I think that's kind of what we've been talking about here, that, that these choices that you make, however small they may seem, have a huge knock-on effect and they're they're compounding all the time to create the world that you're living in. Yes. And, you know, it, it's exactly right. I love how you said compounding because, you know, we started with this little idea of choosing what's going to be a problem of the things presented to you and then talked about how that grows into really so much more for you, for your life at home and for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is all choice. And it's back to that, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right from Henry Ford. I find that to be such an unbelievable perceptive view of how much power we have in our mind to make or break us. Yeah. I, and I think sometimes Henry Ford was actually like, whatever you think of him personally had some uh, views I don't agree with. Um, he, he, he was a visionary in a lot of ways. Sometimes his powers were used for good and sometimes they were used for pure evil, but, but this way of lot going on there. Yes. 
And um, <laughs> we won't get into that, but uh, so I'm not condoning anything about that stuff, but, it, but he was a visionary because I think they said that he, um, that, that, and when I think of that quote, I think about this, that he originally was told by the engineers that the car of the Model T, I think would only go like five miles. Like they, they couldn't get it to go as fast as they want. Basically would kind of stand still. It wasn't going to go faster than a horse. And he was like, well, keep trying until you figure that out. Like it was just not accepting the limitation mm-hmm. and not accepting the conventional wisdom, not accepting the, we can't do it. And, and yeah. so I always think of that as the practical application of the, whether you think you can, or you think you can't, yeah. you are right. And he was just like, don't tell me can't. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, I mean, we're born, you know, a basic need is to feel successful, mm-hmm. right? So we also, part of that is not just about success. It's about, unfortunately, it's about us proving ourselves correct. Yep. So, you know, there's so much we can get into about mindset and, but the reality is we, our, we are our biggest limitation, right? What we, what we believe is, is the thing that limits us. So we have to change that if we're stuck in order to get past and grow, right? I can't think of a better way to end this episode than with what you just said right there, because I think you just summed it all up. And then the way that I close every episode is going to just flow so beautifully. But before we do that, before we officially close it out, um, tell the listeners how they can stay in touch with you. How can people get more of you and learn more about what you do and, and whether you can help them? I love that. Well, I do, you know, we have the Facebook group, it's facebook.com backslash groups backslash imperfection rocks, um, Mm -hmm. because we have to take imperfect action. And um, my website is pivot to growth and on clubhouse at pivot to growth. I would love to connect with all of your listeners. And I also have a special download. I don't know if you want me to yes, please um, state that now just for your audience. If you go to www.pivottogrowth.com, dot com. <laughs> I think it was forward um, slash limitless. Yes. Forward slash limitless entrepreneur. Um, there's a download there. You click on it and it's all about how to get past perfection to help yourself grow. So definitely go and download that. And we will link all of those up in the show notes. We will, we will take all of that down the clubhouse ID and all, all of all of those things in that that beautiful download that she gave to us so generously. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. This was such a great conversation. And I'm just grateful to get the the opportunity to talk to you. I love this is my favorite part about the show is that I get to talk to interesting, awesome people all the time. Like what a gift. <laughs> so thank, thank you for you being so here. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much. I loved getting to know you and getting to to spend time together. Well, thank you. It was such a pleasure. And thank you, listener, if you are still sitting here with us right now. Thank you for staying till the end. And as I close out every episode, just kind of piggybacking on what Jessica shared just a minute ago, you are only limited by the limitations that you accept. So when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. So thank you all. We will see you on the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more of this type of content and conversation in your life, 
please come check out our free Facebook community, Unlock Your Inner CEO, where you'll find next level entrepreneurs just like you. Go to innerceogroup.com to join. I'll see you there.